0: Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be focused on Patriots-Eagles' first game of the season. I'm also going to be giving you my Patriots regular season record based on what I think they will do, wins versus losses. And then I will be finishing with a little bit of uh, sports betting. Um, For those of you who... Uh, are interested in sports betting I'm gonna try and at least for the football season put some of my picks um, for uh, the week on every uh, podcast and give you a little sense of what I'm gonna go with for picks uh, if I choose to and some that you could potentially go for yourself so let's get started with this so I want to start with the Philadelphia game. This one is going to be at home. This is the first game of the season. 425 uh, game. And as much as the Patriots, you know, people are optimistic for their season, I don't think this is going to be a win. And this is probably going to be a game where they they lose pretty convincingly. I would be surprised if they come Within a stone's throw. Um, according to the statistics, uh, most betting sites plus four and then plus 158 for the the money line. So uh, they have them within a field goal. I think it's going to be a lot bigger. Like, I think it's going to be like eight, ten points, uh, to be honest. Um, and so, uh, you know, to me, I just think at the end of the day, it's not going to be... An easy game, uh, and I don't really see them coming out on top. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts, and it's the first game of the season. Those guys are going to want to do what they need to do. I just don't see a point in predicting the Patriots getting a victory in this one because uh, Mac Jones, it's his first game with Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator. You got you a know, new wide receiver, introduced, Smith-Schuster. You got some new rookie wide receivers who might get minutes um, and snaps. You know you got Mike Gusecki. Who's joining in? You got Zeke Elliott. Who's joining? There's a lot of new faces. So, if you're going up against a bad team, it's easy to come out of that. But when you're playing a team that made the Super Bowl last year, it's hard to to compete. And as much as I want to, you know, be on the Patriots bandwagon and you know I want to show support, uh, I just don't think this is the game for them. I honestly just think they're probably going to lose this one. And I think a lot of the new guys are going to have to be kind of getting in the zone getting in their own I also think the Eagles have Matt Patricia and yeah he's a clown on offense but I think he's very good at defense and I also think he knows the Patriots inside and out and so that's going to be to their advantage as well and you know it's hard to go against Jalen Hurts and get a victory and I don't think the Patriots get the win in this one for sure Um, now looking at the rest of the season the schedules and whatnot so obviously As I said, week one against the Eagles, I don't think they're going to win. Week two against Miami, this one's at home, and I think they're going to win this game. And it might be a surprise win, but I don't think they're going to lose two to Miami. I think they're going to split. This one's at home. It's, you know, a game where I honestly think they can get this victory, so they will. So it's a victory against Miami. Uh, Weeks three and weeks four are losses. They're losing. At Jerry World, week four, they're losing at New York with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, week three. Uh, Jets, obviously Aaron Rodgers wants to go out there and get a victory against the Patriots. And for some reason, um, for the Patriots, I don't know what it is, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the Patriots. Uh, There was rumors of him potentially being an option this offseason, but he squashed all of that by not wanting to come. and said he wanted to go to the Jets. So he doesn't really like the Patriots, and maybe it's a battle of Tom Brady type of thing. You know, he was kind of compared to Brady in his career, uh, being sort of the number one and number two quarterbacks. But yeah, I think he's got vengeance. They're at home. It's going to be a victory in uh, New York for the Jets and in Dallas for the Cowboys. Patriots are going to win Weeks 5 against New Orleans and 6 against Vegas. It's at Vegas but here's the thing. Last year, they had the the terrible Jacoby Myers play. He's not playing uh, for the Patriots. He's here in Vegas for the uh, Raiders, Tom. But I think we're not going to make the mistake twice. We have an offensive coordinator who actually knows what he's doing, and so he's not going to make those stupid mistakes. One of the best things about Bill O'Brien that comes into New England is he's not an offensive coordinator with no experience. So he's not going to make the Matt Patricia boneheaded moves that took place and he's going to make some sort of plays that are better suited for um, a game and so if the Patriots have a chance to kick a field goal to tie it they're going to kick field goal to tie it it's not going to be a situation where oh we're going to go for it uh, on third down or fourth down or whatever and we're going to fumble it and Mac Jones is going to make a mistake and no we're going to make the safe play and I think we're going to win against Vegas New Orleans has Derek Carr but I just think with a new quarterback, it's tough to to get things rolling right off the bat, and I don't think by week five it's going to be a situation where they're in a, such a great spot. Who knows what Alvin Kamara is going to be, if he's even playing or if he's still suspended? Who knows what the rest of their team is going to be? Uh, so two victories back to back, no issues week uh, five six. Week 7 and Week 8 are both losses. This is versus Buffalo, and this is at Miami. I think Buffalo is the better team. Buffalo is going to beat us once again. Patriots, I don't think, are going to win this one, and I think it's going to be a close game in the Buffalo one. Miami, I think, is going to be a little bit more of a a blowout for the Dolphins winning. Um, But I, I I honestly think Miami needs to to win this one they're going to split the season series buffalo is um going to uh get the victory here um and we might get a victory uh later on but uh we'll go down the line um for that uh so tua is the big question mark in this miami series as in the first one um more so the second one because if he gets hurt uh then what are they going to do uh so this could change uh based on Tua's his injuries or whatever because i don't think they can just bring in skylar thompson or someone else and it'll be the same and i think belichick feeds off of other quarterbacks taking center stage that aren't the starters for sure so uh week nine and week 10 we have uh victories in both of those washington is a victory. That is, uh, a big victory uh, and a blowout in my opinion. Week 12 brings us to Germany where the Indianapolis Colts game. Patriots will be taking a week 12 victory Sunday. Uh, this is going to be an early game. So it's going to be 9.30 a.m. because they are in uh, you know, Europe. They're in Germany. So uh, that will probably be the first game on Sunday for sure. So they go into a bye week at that point with those two victories. And I think they're going to get a victory in the Sunday, November 26th game in Week 12 against the New York Giants. And do I think the Giants are overall better than the Patriots? Probably. Uh, But I think after the bye week, the Patriots are going to come back rested and they'll be ready to go and they'll have time to prepare. And uh, I think New York, um, they're going to come into this game and the Patriots are going to get this victory. It is in New York, um, but... I'm going to go with uh, the Patriots in this one for sure. Week 13 is going to be a loss to the uh, Chargers. Um, This is going to be in New England. Justin Herbert's a top 10 quarterback. Very talented. Very skilled. Uh, They got good receivers and tight ends and whatnot. Running backs. I think they'll be a team to, to fear. Patriots won't get the victory. At home in that one. But Week 14 is against Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, they're going to get that victory. And I'm going to tell you why. Two things. Kenny Pickett is not the best quarterback. He is good, but he's no better than Mac Jones and no worse. So it's not like you're getting a Deshaun Watson or you're getting a Justin Herbert or you're getting a Patrick Mahomes. You're getting this guy. And, I mean, Najee Harris is great. Their receivers are okay, and their team is overall solid but Patriots seem to have Pittsburgh's number um at least with the Brady years and I'm sure you know that's gonna still translate for some reason uh the Pittsburgh Steelers don't have the edge in my opinion so um week 14 is going to be the Patriots uh, victory then we have week 15 uh and 16 and 17 and 18 and I was uh, pretty confident that they're going to lose to Kansas City very, very, very uh, badly. They're going to lose to Denver, and this one might be within a field goal or a touchdown. Um, I don't think they're going to beat Denver in the Mile High City in Denver. Russell uh, Wilson. Uh, yes, this is probably going to be around the time when the playoff race actually matters, but Patriots will be, at this point, um, a loser in this one. And... Then we come down to the last two games of the season, which I think at Buffalo versus New York Jets. And this is about as flip-floppy of decisions I had to make. So I was torn on whether or not to give this victories to Buffalo, to the Jets, to both. Uh, I, I don't know. I ended up going with Buffalo losing and the New York Jets losing. With Aaron Rodgers... I think this is going to be the first time in a while that, uh, you know, the Patriots uh, lose both games to the Jets, Um, and with a new sort of guy in there, and Aaron Rodgers, plus they got some wide receivers and running backs, and I just don't think the Patriots are going to have their number this year. Not saying the Jets are going to be the best team in the AFC East, Uh, I don't even know who that's going to be. It could be uh, Buffalo, could be New York, could be Miami, but... Um, I just don't think they're going to win this one in Buffalo uh, at Buffalo Patriots are just going to get a close one here just not going to win this one is uh, Sunday December 31st so it is uh, New Year's uh, Eve and this one you know it's one of those games where it's going to be cold out and you know I don't know if Mac Jones is as good of a cold weather quarterback as Tom Brady was Tom Brady is a cold-weather quarterback. He was at Michigan. He played with the Patriots for 20 years, so he was used to that. Mac Jones is Alabama quarterback. He's got that uh, southern roots, and so he doesn't have the cold weather um, right there. And I think, in my honest opinion, some of the best quarterbacks are cold-weather quarterbacks and guys who have played football in cold weather and have that experience in cold weather and, um, you know... I don't know if uh, Mac Jones is going to get this victory here. And so um, that's just uh, two losses right there. So after calculating it all, wins, losses, total, seven wins, ten losses for the season. This is my opinion. And some of these games can be flip-flopped, especially the games at the end of the season. Denver, Buffalo, New York, uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, the Chargers. Are also games that um, you know, at least in Pittsburgh's case, could be a flip flop. Uh, Chargers, I think, probably are going to be uh, a win for uh, the Chargers, but I guess you never know. Um, but you know, it's going to be different. Seeing, in my opinion, the Jets win two against Patriots, and then um, you know the Buffalo Bills and what they're doing. And Miami is going to split with the Patriots. I couldn't see the Patriots losing every game in the AFC East. They just can't see it. So that's where they're at. Uh, so there is some... Uh, I don't know if this is good news, bad news. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. This is Jack Jones' situation. So he was arrested on weapons charges. Um, and uh, Jack Jones has uh, some new news Uh his gun charges were dropped in a deal with prosecu- prosecutors. Uh, this is from ESPN. New England Patriots cornerback Jack Jones had gun charges against him dropped Tuesday in exchange for agreeing to serve one-year pre-trial probation and 48 hours community service on other counts, according to court documents. So the question now becomes, what does this mean for his football career? Because um, he is someone who legally is gonna have those fines and uh all of the legal aspects are all taken care of but the nfl can still review jones status under his personal conduct policy so um the nfl can go out there and they can say hey look we see where you're at you can't play this year um and they could say hey you're suspended from football um i don't know if they could personally say that he's suspended, um, for a career. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what happened, um, with, uh, if you follow basketball, OJ Mayo, uh, who was, uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies, very, very talented, uh, shooting guard, had a, uh, good career, um, in, uh, Memphis for a few years and then, uh, floated around a little bit, but he ended up, uh, when his career in the NBA ended, uh, he was dismissed from the NBA from uh, drug violations in 2016. He uh, was eligible for reinstatement around 2018, 2019, but nothing really came of that. So, um, to be honest with you, who knows if, um, you know, Jack Jones gets uh, kicked out of the NFL for a little bit and then gets reinstated if he'll even have a spot again anywhere. Um, but it's, I guess, one step in the right direction. Um, So uh, his counts uh, have been dropped. uh, And now uh, we'll have to just wait and see what the NFL does on all this. So I want to finish off on football before switching to other stuff. And I want to talk about some bets of the NFL. So uh, I personally like to sports bet. I don't do it all the time, but especially when... Football season comes around, basketball season comes around. Those are the two sports that I tend to uh, bet on a lot more. And for this podcast, I'm going to be focusing more on NFL football because it meets once a week. And so if the podcast goes up on a Tuesday, then you'll have time to listen and get your picks in before Sunday um, or Thursday. Whereas basketball is such a day-to-day situation, I could tell you picks but you might not listen to, or you might listen to this when the games are already over. So we're just gonna do for betting wise football because I wanted to throw some bets out there for everyone. So I'm gonna go through some of the games and give you my thoughts. Uh, Detroit Lions are plus five. Kansas City Chiefs are minus five. Uh, I'd go Detroit uh, plus five. I don't think they're gonna win, but I think it'll be a close game because I think this uh, Dan Campbell team has a lot of grit and grind, and I like what they bring. On the football field. So, uh, my pick, Detroit Lions plus 5. I wouldn't touch the Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans. Because I honestly just don't know um, if uh, the Ravens will even cover the minus 10 uh, that they're at. Uh, And they're also minus 480 for the money line. So, you're not getting too much out of that if you're just doing the money line. Unless... You want to do a parlay, uh, and you got a bunch of teams in there. I'd go Baltimore moneyline, but for me, it's just too high of a spread. Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals. I would take the Bengals minus two and a half, even though there is no Joe Burrow. Uh, Bengals are a pretty good uh, team overall. Great wide receivers, running backs, defense is pretty solid. So uh, yeah, I'd stay clear of the Carolina Atlanta game. I have no idea who's going to come out on top of that one. Um, so I wouldn't even touch that, but, um, I'd move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars who are minus five over the Indianapolis Colts who are plus five. I would take Jacksonville easy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, they have Calvin Ridley now, um, go Jacksonville minus five saints and Tennessee Titans. This is another game I would not even want to touch, uh, with a 10 foot pole. Cause I'm not sure on what's going to happen. So I'd steer clear. San Francisco, minus two and a half over Pittsburgh. Take that run with it to the bank. Uh, San Francisco, minus two and a half. Uh, Go for it. Then we have Washington Commanders, Arizona Cardinals. Washington is at home. This is another game that I'm kind of iffy on, I'd say. Um, Maybe you could do Washington Moneyline in a parlay, but I wouldn't really touch that myself. Minnesota minus six, Tampa Bay plus six. I'm gonna take Minnesota minus six because I think Kurt Cousins and Justin Jefferson are just gonna demolish uh, Tampa Bay without uh, you know a good quarterback anymore. So um, Minnesota minus six, Chicago Bears minus one over Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'd go money line. I'd go minus one. Take your pick. Uh, both good choices. Vegas Raiders, Denver Broncos. Denver is minus three and a half. I'm honestly going to go in this one, and this is just me uh, taking a shot in the dark. Uh, Either uh, the Raiders plus three and a half or the Raiders plus 158 money line. Because I think Jimmy G is uh, a lot better with his team than I think the Broncos will be with Russell Wilson. Even though I think Russell Wilson might be overall the better quarterback. Dolphins plus three, Chargers minus three. This is a close one. I'd go Chargers minus three, and i take that. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, New England Patriots, take New England um, to lose this one. So Philadelphia minus four. Take that all day. Um, Rams, Seahawks. Rams are uh, plus five. Seahawks are minus five. Um, I'd go Seahawks minus five in this one. Giants, Cowboys. Giants are plus three and a half. Take the Giants um, in this one. Uh, plus three and a half or money line plus one forty three, and then we have the Monday night game: Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. Jets are plus two and a half. Take the Jets two and a half. Uh, or money line. Take your pick. Um, I think they're gonna win for sure. Um, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get his first victory in uh New York uh, with the Jets. Um, so those are just some of my picks. Um, and I'm gonna try and Every week when I put out a podcast. Now some of them I'm a little hesitant on choosing. And I'm going to tell you that. Doesn't mean you have to listen to what I say. But some of the matchups are a little too uh, questionable for me. So I might steer clear of those. But I'll give you a good number of choices from all the games. And say which ones I think are the best picks. uh, Overall. um, And uh, some of the worst picks. So... Moving on to the Boston Celtics, there was a report, or a few reports that came out that said that the Celtics, who have one roster spot open, are most likely not going to re-sign Blake Griffin. Um, The Celtics would welcome the return, but Griffin is considering his future. This is according to Adam Himmelsbach from uh, the Boston Globe. So, quote, the Celtics would likely welcome a return to the veteran big man Blake Griffin, who played... Well, last year and was a strong rocker strong room presence. But for now, that appears unlikely as Griffin considers his future. So, obviously, the Celtics have the one open roster spot. Um, I don't know if Griffin's going to get a lot more options. And I think with the Celtics, he's only getting an option because of how great he was in the locker room. So, um, yeah, I would say... Uh, If they want to bring him in again, that should be something they look for. But if he doesn't, uh, you know, do that and doesn't want to come back, then uh, I guess we'll have to kind of discuss um, other options later on. So I saw that, and uh, I just had to to put that out there for sure. So I ended up uh, looking at this article. I want to finish with this. Uh, It's an article about... uh, the Celtics and their best teams in franchise history. 10 Greatest Teams in Franchise History. Clutchpoints.com So these are, I guess, their list. And their favorite, number one on the list, is the 1985-1986 Boston Celtics 67-15 and 15 record. This is a team that won a championship against the Houston Rockets in six games. This has uh, Bill Walton on it. Uh, as well as the big three. And uh, this was um, a team that swept the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, lost one game to Dominique in Atlanta, and then uh, wiped Milwaukee uh, and uh, beat the Rockets in six games. Um, Kevin McHale uh, had 21.3 points per game, uh, and uh, Larry Bird averaged uh, 25.8 points on average uh and uh he was first in three-point field goal percentage at 35.1 uh larry bird so that's important and larry bird had 9.8 rebounds um and robert parish had 9.5 rebounds per game so uh it was a good one and then the second team that they say uh, in celtics history is the 2007 2008 boston celtics 66 and 16 regular season record paul pierce Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett and this was the big three that started off the moniker big three. People started calling teams big threes because of this group and uh, Doc Rivers was a great head coach um, and he switched his schemes uh, and the team was uh, at its core led the league in top 20 defense win shares Kevin Garnett was second uh, Paul Pierce was fifth, Rondo was seventh and Perk was 16th overall and they had the second least allowed opponent points per game in that season. Um, so uh, they f- defeated the Atlanta Hawks, Cleveland Cavaliers, and then uh, Detroit, and then the Los Angeles Lakers in six. Um, so it was uh, number two on the list for them. Number three on their list was the 1964-1965 Boston Celtics 62-18 and record um, season which was Sam Jones, John Havlicek, Bill Russell, um, obviously three of those studs. Um, and those were the original OG Celtics uh, before even Larry Bird. And, uh, you know, Bill Russell ended up leading the league in total rebounds per game when he grabbed 24.1 of them. So that was um, something. Uh, and they struggled a little bit with Philly, but they won in seven. And then they uh, bounced through Uh, the Lakers, so that was uh, a victory there. Then they say, uh, number four on their list is 1984-1985, Boston Celtics. 63-19 record. Uh, They lost to the Lakers, um, uh, and uh, this team fell short, but I guess it was a good team overall. Uh, And they should have probably won. Uh, Larry Bird, uh, He didn't get the scoring title, but he had 28.7 points per game uh, and had a league player efficiency rating of 26.5 and saw three of their top core in the top 20 of effective field goal percentage. Um, So yeah, could have won championship. They didn't. Number five on this list is 1986-1987 Boston Celtics. One thing that I'm noticing is a lot of these teams are coming from the 80s, which tells you... How good the uh, teams were. Like, if you look at this one, number 5, 86-87 season. Number 6, 1980-1981 season. And, uh, you know, it's how it is. Just championships, great players, uh, and success. And in this one, um, they had uh, a boost from Robert Parrish, Danny Ainge, Kevin McHale was great, Larry Bird was great um and you know it was a good uh, overall season despite not winning a championship uh and then um Larry Bird won three straight MVPs which that's insane in its own right and then uh number seven on their list is 1972-1973 season um and then eight is 81-82 season and uh nine on the list is 2021-2022 season With uh, Ima Udoka where they lost to the Golden State Warriors. And then 10 is 66-67. Bill Russell as a playing coach. So it's interesting. Um, They say the 80s was the best decade. um, And that basically just tells you how great Larry Bird was. Larry Bird uh, could do anything. And there were games where Larry Bird was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play left-handed. And he could score 40 left-handed. Like, the amount of players who are dominantly left or dominantly right-handed and could go into a game and say, look, I'm playing with my non-dominant hand, and I'm going to just score, like, 30, 40 points. Like, I don't even think, you know, LeBron James could do that. Um, And, uh, you know, it's something to to see. Uh, And Larry Bird had everything. And I think, um, you know, in a lot of ways, Larry Bird gets... Underrated compared to like Magic Johnson, for example, because Magic Johnson has more MVPs. He's got more rings, and everyone just kind of is looking at Magic as like this larger-than-life figure, and Larry Bird's this hick from Indiana, and like there's a big disparity there. And you know, I think Bird might be the overall better player than uh, Magic Johnson overall on offense and potentially on defense. And you know, he was a dominant player, and I think you know he needs a little bit more credit to his name because he was just so good. And so I would probably say the 1986 uh, Celtics team that won that championship is probably the best one, numbers-wise, player-wise. And then I'd probably say uh, on the list number two, I'd also go 2008. I'm also biased because that was like the championship that started for me. Um, you know, And a lot of Celtics fans became Celtics fans because of the big three. Uh, I was always a Celtics fan, despite not really being a fan, as a, not really watching it as a kid, that sort of stuff, but it, it was good, so um, Celtics are my team, and um, you know, 2008 was the big championship win, so uh, I gotta say, uh, that's number two on my list, and then I'd have to kind of figure out the rest.